the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Water in the court. Be seated. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. This is the Sunday edition of Talk Law Radio on KLUP 930 AM, The Answer. And you can listen on Saturdays at 11 o'clock in the morning. Today, we're going to be talking again about Missouri versus Biden, which is a free speech case that made it all the way to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. And the reason I'm talking about this again is because there was a rehearing. There was a before that there was an injunction issued against uh, President Biden, the White House, and a long list of federal agencies that the court found had violated the First Amendment by suppressing speech. And the defendants, uh, the White House and the various government agencies, complained that the injunction was too broad, that they didn't know how to comply with the injunction to stop suppressing free speech. And after the rehearing, uh, the the court changed its order it's just a little bit, and so I'll explain that. And uh, But first, I wanted to ask you to email me at host at talklawradio.com. That's H-O-S-T at talklawradio.com to let me know your feelings about free speech. Is this an important right to you? Is this something that concerns you? Are you more worried about receiving wrong information or inaccurate information and you want the government to police that for you? Do you want your neighbor to be policed? And so I'll explain how this court case uh, affects us all. Um, But remind your friends to listen to Talk Law Radio on Saturdays at 11 o'clock in the morning and Sundays at 4.30 in the afternoon on KLUP 930 AM radio, Facebook, podcasts everywhere, or YouTube. Uh, these Sunday episodes are on live on the radio and also on podcasts everywhere. The Saturday shows are on the radio, on po- podcasts, also Facebook Live, and YouTube. Uh, all of my episodes can also be found on audio on talklawradio.com. That's talklawradio.com. So today I'm talking about free speech and the court case Missouri versus Biden. It should be important to us all. Uh, 
whether you're a member of the Democratic or Republican political party, you should be outraged by government suppression of speech. The First Amendment to the Constitution is the freedom of speech. And that was important to our founding fathers way back when, and it's still important to me today. And uh, let me know how important it is to you. Email me at host at talklawradio.com or post a comment on Facebook or uh, Twitter or LinkedIn. So this isn't just some reporter alleging that the federal government is suppressing speech. This is a, a court that found after evidence, after testimony and after documented evidence was submitted, uh, found that uh, free speech or speech was suppressed. And so I don't want the government to interfere with my speech, and I don't want the government to interfere with your speech. Even if I disagree with you, I still want you to be able to say what you want to say. Because if we allow the government to suppress one person's speech or one political party's speech, guess what? We're next. So we know that government suppression of your neighbors' opinions has been suppressed. It's not widely reported in mainstream media, so that's why I'm telling you about it. Listen to Talk Law Radio when you want to hear about what's changing in the law. I don't talk about individuals or people so much as I do about the laws that are being proposed or were created. Um, Saturdays, I, I talk more about uh, the changes in the, the statutes that are coming up. And so you might look for those episodes. Uh, there's going to be a business episode about the changes to the business organizations code in Texas, especially for single-member LLCs. So stay tuned for that. Or look for previous episodes, uh, depending on when you hear this. Uh, you may or may not. It may already be out. So let me tell you more about this case, Missouri versus Biden. Um, this all st stems from some information that happened uh, back in 2019, a lot of the, the speech that was complained about and was suppressed was speech about COVID-19 and vaccines and some other things that I'll tell you about in a moment. So in December 12, 2019, there was a cluster of patients in China's Hubei province in the city of Wuhan who began to experience the symptoms of an atypical pneumonia-like illness that didn't respond to standard treatments. So December 2019, and then um, December 11, 2020, that's when the FDA granted an emergency use authorization to Pfizer-BioNTech mRNA vaccine for people ages 16 and older. And so those are some of the issues that this case was about. The I told you last time that uh, the defendants in this case asked the court to dismiss it, and that wasn't uh, successful. They asked um, to not issue a decision on this, 
until uh, the trial, and and that wasn't considered. But the injunction was, uh, the injunction was ordered, and what that means is that the court said the White House and other agencies of the federal government need to stop suppressing speech by uh, coercing the social media companies to uh, take down posts, to deprioritize social media posts, or to remove people from their platform altogether. That's what they're supposed to stop doing. So the White House appealed because it claimed it didn't know how to comply with the injunction. And the original opinion uh, was issued on July 4th, 2023. I talked about it on the air on July 30th, 2023. And the opinion I'm going to talk to you about today was signed on October 3rd, 2023. So the plaintiffs are the state of Missouri, the state of Louisiana, a handful of individuals who sued President Joe Biden, Anthony Fauci, and a long list of federal agencies for suppressing speech on social media. So the the issue was uh, whether it was a violation of the First Amendment to suppress ideas and viewpoints on social media platforms and whether the Biden administration and various government agencies and officials coerced social media companies to censor disfavored viewpoints and speakers. And the court did find that it is true that the Biden administration and various government agencies and officials did coerce social media companies to censor disfavored viewpoints and speakers. That's what actually happened. The plaintiffs were asking the court to declare that the plaintiff's conduct constituted a First Amendment violation. We know that. The following are some examples of actions taken by the defendants that demonstrated uh, the truth of it. So on January 23, 2023, the White House Digital Director for COVID-19 Response Team, Clark Humphrey, emailed Twitter and requested the removal of an anti-COVID-19 vaccine tweet by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who's uh, running for United States president on the Democratic ticket. Um, He's uh, running against President Joe Biden, and uh, you'll have to follow that contest in the news. But it's interesting that uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was one of the, the... persons who uh, was being suppressed. On April 14th, 2021, White House Deputy Assistant to the President and Director of Digital Strategy, Rob Flaherty, demanded censorship by Facebook of a video of Fox News host Tucker Carlson and Tommy Lahren, where Tucker Carlson was saying COVID-19 vaccines don't work and Tommy Lahren was saying she won't take a COVID-19 vaccine. Flaherty demanded immediate answers from Facebook on April 16, 2021, in relation to the video. And on April 21, 2021, despite not violating 
Facebook's policies. Facebook gave the video a 50% reduction for seven days and stated it would continue to demote the video. So those are just some examples. Check back to my July 30th uh, podcast episode to learn more about the details of uh, those specifics. So the the result of the this case, this appeal, um, was that the the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals upheld the injunction, and the October third opinion, which I'm talking about today, made uh, some of the following changes. There were some prohibitions that the court vacated, which means uh, they're not going to be prohibited anymore. So uh, if you want this opinion, just ask. Ask me. Email me at host at talklawradio.com. That's H-O-S-T at talklawradio.com. And I'll email it to you. Prohibitions 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 7 prohibited the officials from engaging in essentially any action for the purpose of urging, encouraging, pressuring, or inducing content moderation. But this court, this rehearing, found that urging, encouraging, pressuring, or even inducing action does not violate the Constitution unless and until such conduct crosses the line into coercion or significant encouragement. Uh, Point number five, which barred officials from collaborating, coordinating, partnering, switchboarding, and or jointly working with Election Integrity Partnership Virality Project, the Stanford Internet Observatory, or any like project or group may implicate private third-party actors that are not parties to this case and that may be entitled to their own First Amendment protections. Uh, We'll skip to 8, 9, and 10th provisions of the initial injunction may be unnecessary to ensure plaintiff's relief. A government actor generally does not violate the First Amendment by simply following up with social media companies about content moderation, requesting content reports from social media companies concerning their content moderation, or asking social media companies to be on the lookout for certain posts. So I don't think that the, there's any agency that regulates the social media companies. So this this point number 8, 9, and 10, that all seems like regulation. Why would the government be contacting a private business and asking for information if they weren't really subject to regulation? So I don't like the way that sounds. Okay, but let's go to, to point number 6. This is what um, the court is going to uphold and enforce. Barring officials from threatening, pressuring, or coercing social media companies in any manner to remove, delete, suppress, or reduce posted content of postings containing protected free speech. 
So the injunction language here is further tailored to exclusively target illegal conduct. And it's meant to provide the officials with guidance and instruction on what behavior is prohibited. So again, I'll ask, uh, is this something you think is good or is this something you think is bad? Uh, you can email me at host at talklawradio.com, H-O-S-T at talklawradio.com. Uh, this is an important issue for me because I do value my constitutional rights, and the Bill of Rights is part of that, and that's the first ten amendments that's known as the Bill of Rights. And the First Amendment has freedom of speech in there, and so I, I want to inform you about that and let you know what's going on. So uh, let me stop right here and just say a prayer, and we can pray for God to help us in our government with this issue. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins, for our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing or failing to follow your will. Please help uh, protect our freedoms, protect our liberty and our autonomy, protect us from uh, government interference into our lives. Uh, but help us to love our neighbors and one another and take care of each other as you have commanded. Help us to do everything we do for your glory and in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so some other things that the government was suppressing, uh, you might know or not know, was about Hunter Biden's laptop. Uh, if you if you remember way back when, um, the White House was saying that this was uh, disinformation that was sent by the Russians that the Hunter Biden's laptop was found and had some some of this uh, evidence of corruption with uh, Ukraine. So. What we do know now is that uh, it really was Hunter Biden's laptop. It wasn't misinformation from the Russians. And the FBI hid this information from the American people, even when they knew it was true. And uh, so this is some speech that was suppressed also. Okay, something else uh, that, that happened in the news recently is uh, the FBI director, uh, Christopher Wray, testified in front of the, the House of Representatives Judiciary Committee about uh, whether the FBI was uh, conducting surveillance on uh, members of the Catholic Church. So that's interesting to note. Um, also... Uh, what we're doing is, I, I wondered what you think about, did Abraham and Sarah get divorced? I I was listening to one of the other guys on the radio, Dennis Prager, and he said that uh, when Abraham was going to, when Abraham decided to take Isaac uh, to the mountain and sacrifice him because that's what God wanted him to do. Um, 
that Abraham and Sarah separated. And uh, so I'm wondering, has anybody ever uh, studied that? If you have, let me know what you think. Uh, Email me at talklawradio.com. I might, well, email me at host at talklawradio.com. I might use that as an episode about divorce. And if you're a divorce attorney and you're listening, um, maybe I'd like to talk to you about it. So send me an email and your proposal, and we'll see if uh, we can get together. So this is all about uh, the freedom of speech and whether or not the the government should be allowed to uh, stop what they think is misinformation, which concerns me because the the efficiency of the efficacy of this uh, COVID-19 vaccine, um, we find out more information every day, every week, every month, and every year. And so for them to say that it was misinformation uh, back in 2021 to say that it wasn't effective, well, uh, that I think that that's a valid challenge. Uh, there are some scientists out there that think that it's not effective. And uh, w- you can decide whether or not to believe it, uh, but for the government to prevent you from even hearing that point of view, I think, is is a bad thing. That leads us to uh, a different form of government and where the all the power is in the, the central government, and uh, we don't want a, an authoritarian government. We want to be free. We want this constitutional republic to continue. So let me know what you think about free speech. Okay, so um, this again was a, a case called Missouri versus Biden. If you want to read this case for yourself, email me at host at talklawradio.com. That's host at talklawradio.com. Let's go back and listen or learn about some of the other things, some of the other speech that was uh, suppressed. So there was a senior advisor to the Surgeon General, Eric Waldo, who testified that Surgeon General Dr. Avek H. Murthy used his office to advocate for social media platforms to take stronger actions against health misinformation, which involved putting pressure on social media platforms to reduce the dissemination of health misinformation. That message was given to social media platforms, both publicly and privately. In addition to public statements, Murthy had meetings with social media companies called the health misinformation, quote-unquote, poison, and called for social media companies to do more to control the reach of health disinformation. When Murthy was calling posts, health disinformation, he was referring to anti-vaccine posts. The CDC defendants consistently held regular contact with social media platforms via email, phone, and in-person meetings, and the CDC defendants received crowd-tangle reports from Facebook as to the top engaged COVID and vaccine-related content. 
The CDC defendants provided PowerPoint slide decks to Facebook, which provided examples of misinformation, what they say were misinformation topics, and made recommendations to Facebook as to whether claims were true or false. Some of the items designated as false by the CDC defendants included medically debatable topics, such as whether COVID-19 had a 99.96 survival percent survival rate, whether COVID-19 vaccines weaken the immune system, and the safety of COVID-19 vaccines. Dr. Francis Collins sent an email to Dr. Anthony Fauci on October 8, 2020, which stated that the Great Barrington Declaration needed to have a quick and devastating takedown. So this is an email that was found and exposed. Dr. Fauci sent back information to debunk the Great Barrington Declaration, and both Dr. Collins and Dr. Fauci followed up with a series of public media statements attacking it. Prior to the 2020 presidential election, this could have affected the 2020 presidential election, possibly, the FBI reportedly warned social media companies to be alert for hack-and-dump or hack-and-leak operations. The Hunter Biden laptop story was published by the Washington Post on October 14, 2020, after being asked by Facebook whether the Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation, the FBI's Laura Demlo refused to comment, leading Facebook to suppress the story. The FBI had the laptop since December of 2019 and knew that the story was not Russian disinformation. Well, that's all I have time for today. I enjoyed spending my afternoon with you for just a few minutes. Thank you for listening to Talk Law Radio. Please go to YouTube and subscribe. This is Todd Marquardt. I'll talk to you later. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.